in the textile workers around this country are out of work. They got four or five kids and can't pay their wages. Talk about your songs. Talk about John 316. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Wait! Pause the motivators. I am broken, my hearty, and I would like to inform all of you out there in the multiverse about one of the most wonderful podcasts in existence, yes. It is called The Go Home Show, and it is hosted by Jordan and Nick, and they are both true subscribers to my broken brilliant, yes. They talk about wrestling. They cover everything in the wrestling multiverse. Make sure to check them out, The Go Home Show, as you will find it absolutely stupid. And we're back with another episode of the Go Home Show. It's your boy Jordan here, my homie Nick. Hey, what's up, guys? I just want everybody to know I'm putting out there right now, squashing any rumors. Me and Jordan have just signed to WCW 2021, and we'll be <laughs> proud to bring you all the podcasts for that going forward. <laughs> this is where the big boys play, huh? Again. Listen to the adjective. Again. Play. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we're back, man. And just like WC's WC twenty, I can't even I can't even get through that joke, man. I'm just gonna keep it rolling. Just now keep we're, it rolling, baby. <laughs> now we're back, man. And uh yeah, it's been it's been a very eventful week in wrestling. It was a too much great wrestling to even describe. I'm very excited to talk about it. But before we get into that, how you been doing? I'm good, brother. Got all my Christmas shopping done and Ready to head out my present. How about you? Yeah, just about the same. Just hung out at the house this weekend, watched a bunch of wrestling, uh, checked out that GCW show they did on YouTube for free, which is dope. Uh, Blake Christian and Leo Rush put on a banger. Definitely check that out. It's, it was called Slime Season, and it's still streaming on YouTube right now for anybody who wants to check it out. It was dope. There was, a, like, <laughs> so... Rikishi has three sons. Obviously, the two Usos that are in the WWE right now, mm. but there he has a third son named Sifafatu, and he looks exactly like both of them, like both Jay and Jimmy. Like, oh really? To it, it's like a triplet. They all got the same face. It's insane. <laughs> Damn. Uh, he wrestled on that show. Yeah, he wrestled. Uh, who did he wrestle? Facade. That like. Oh, nice. Okay. Do yeah. with like the spray paint or whatever. Yeah. Yep. It was pretty cool. That dude, he, he, I feel like he's definitely gonna be in the WWE someday. I think he's like a younger brother, but okay. he's he's a big boy. He's a big boy. Damn, now, he's like bigger than than the Usos. Yeah, he like he's like more like a stocky, jacked type of dude. But okay, he can move. It, it was it was dope. It was dope. First time I heard of him. Like I, I've heard his name, but not first time I saw him wrestle. So it was cool. Very cool. I didn't know he had a third son, so that's new to me. Yeah, I didn't either oh. until I heard about this dude. His name's the. See for fight too. They call him the problem, which is a great that's a, that's a hard nickname. <laughs> I do like that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man. Besides sitting back watching some wrestling, that's didn't get into too much this weekend. Just hanging out. But uh, yeah. So let's hop into the week of wrestling that we had before before we hop into anything else. I want to start on a summer note and say rest in peace to Pat Patterson. Absolutely. A legend, man. Uh, he was the originator of the. The man behind the Royal Rumble. Yep. 
that Vince McMahon poo pooed at first too. Yeah, which is insane. (laughs) Now it's one of their biggest shows of the year. Right. Top four for sure. Yeah. And yeah, he's his on screen stuff like in his later days is just what I know him for, obviously, because I'm younger, but he he had some hilarious stuff for sure. Yeah, apparently he was a. I never saw any of his matches either. It's all hearsay to me or hearsay. It's all hearsay. Yeah, hearsay. It's all conjecture (laughs) and rumors. He's allegedly wrestled. No. (laughs) Um, just other people talking about it secondhand that he was a, a trend. So he's kind of ahead of his time as far as tag team wrestling him and uh, Ray Stevens. Yeah. Team together. And uh, he was in the Cal- California territory. So. And a pioneer for uh, LBGTQ and uh, the gay community, even if he wasn't uh, fully open right away because of the time, of course, you know, he wrestled in the sixties and even if he didn't know it, he was a pioneer. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. And he definitely embraced it more in his later years. And I think that's just as important no, no matter when it comes out. It, it's definitely some, something to be proud of for sure. He's definitely a pioneer because now you got like guys like Jake Atlas in the WWE. Absolutely. So it's dope, man. I think the best, um, you know, we're going to, we talked about it before the podcast, but we're going to try to avoid shouting out uh, certain other podcasts, but if I could shout out, um, <laughs> obviously a super popular one that I'm sure everybody that listens to this listens to, or has heard of it is uh, the best um, podcast to get a point of view of how the guy was and the kind of person he was in friend is uh, something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard and, and Conrad Thompson. It was really good, a really good uh, listen and, a friend talking about another friend that he lost. So check that out. Yeah, definitely check that out. I, I, you were saying that it was a very emotional listen. I'm definitely gonna have to check that out probably after we finish recording today. So yeah, I just wanted to send a quick condolences to all of uh, Pat's friends and family. He, it seemed like he was a very influential person back in the backstage world too, with a lot of the current roster. So yeah, definitely a huge loss for them. Yeah. I, unfortunately to not my fault, but, I only knew him as one of the Stooges growing yeah, up watching him. Mostly. Usually taking a stunner or two from Austin before he got to McMahon or taking the <laughs> brunt of McMahon's uh, punishment. So Yeah, exactly. So yeah, yeah. Shout out to him for sure. Definitely. And they, on a more positive note, though, Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins announced today the birth of their first child, Rue or Rao, Rowe. I'm not too sure how to pronounce it. It's R O U X. I on instinct want to like, like pronounce it Rue, like last of Rue. Shout right, out to yeah. It's an accent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Rue. The X is silent. Isn't that how you like that for prestigious? <laughs> Man, shout out to last of Rue. What is, what's he got going on right now? I have no idea. Let's call him. <laughs> the probably answer. <laughs> I wonder if last of Rue is on com- uh, cameo. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. Well, I don't know. New Jack's on there. Hey, shout out to New Jack. That's my guy, man. He I know, bro. Posting what? karma, commenting on karma stuff, following karma. That's that's the fucking goat, bro. It's insane. <laughs> I don't know if you saw this, but he's back on Twitter now. I did. I I uh, followed him and liked a bunch of his shit right away. <laughs> So when we tweeted that the karma video, we didn't tag him because he didn't have a Twitter, but he somehow found it and responded it to to it yesterday. He said, "I'm back on Twitter." That's Damn. it. Damn, hell yeah! <laughs> Shout out to him, dude. He's he follows 
both of us on Instagram and like a yeah. bunch of other people. Like it's rare. That, Did definitely yeah, a legend. He he definitely uh, stays engaged with the fans too. Like I, I've had conversations with them, so it's crazy. Yep. Likewise, he, he seems like a cool dude. Yeah, definitely. Shout out to New Jack. But I <laughs> I forgot that how we got to New Jack was about Becky and Seth's kids. So <laughs> congrats so- to them too. <laughs> We've gone full circle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, shout out to Ro, Rue, whatever, whatever, the, however you pronounce it. That's definitely awesome. So it kind of makes sense that Seth was doing the whole <laughs> sacrifice gimmick in the Survivor Series match because now he's going to be off TV for a while because he's got a new, new baby in the world. Yep. So my baby's born. You got to come over and hit me with a kendo stick or something. And <laughs> I don't fucking know. I don't know why that makes any sense. But I'm going to hit you with the burning hammer. Oh, God damn. While you're hammered. And then I'm going to hit you with the J driller just for good measure. Oh, fuck. Just for the second kid that's coming, if he is. <laughs> oh, hell. Or she. But and some more good news. Uh, we kind of speculated this the past few weeks, but the Rascals, that being uh, Desmond Xavier and Zachary Wentz, have both both been announced officially that they've signed the WWE. And along with them was Alex Zane, who was another guy we've talked to have, like, highly about on this podcast. Yeah, hopefully they do more with them, especially those three. Hopefully they do more with them like they did with Austin Gray. Is, my, is that right? Austin Gray? Yeah. Anthony August, Green. August, basically. August, August Gray. Gray. Yeah. 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 It sounds like a metalcore band. But <laughs> uh, yeah, hopefully they do more with them than they did with Anthony Green. And I mean, who else have they signed that's really like. Kurt Stallion's going crazy on NXT on uh, 205 Live. He's, he's yeah, winning, is, he to, is he going to have a match uh, this Wednesday? I don't know. He's, he's got a title match, so I don't know when he's going to get it, but he's got it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's pretty much the only one I've heard much the most of, you know. But, yeah, shout out to those three. They, des- they deserve it. And clap, 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 clap. they'll fucking kill it for sure, as long as they're given the chance. And... What he said, Desmond, Pete Wentz, and who else? Uh, Alexane. Okay, so the third rascal did he sign with Impact again? Trey, Trey Miguel is just out out in the uh, the nether right now. He's I don't think he's gotten signed by anybody. Gotcha. Because he's no longer in Impact. He, they did the whole farewell gimmick. So I think he might go to AEW, maybe solo run, mm-hmm. or maybe he's just going to be a indie guy for now. Okay. Well, shout out to him too, for sure. That's a huge talent right there. Trey McGill's the guy who I said earlier this year should have been the impact champion. So <laughs> heavyweight champion. So yeah, I think wherever he goes, he's, he's definitely a huge talent that any, any promotion would be lucky to have. Maybe he goes to AEW under impact. Oh, spoiler. Oh, we'll, we'll be talking about that a lot to, yeah. in a little bit, <laughs> but, uh, Let's hop into the week of actual wrestling and start off with Raw. Our uh, highlights. I, I I got a only a few for this week, but <laughs> they're probably the same of mine. So, <laughs> as goofy as it was, the Jeff Hardy and Elias Symphony yeah. of Destruction match. Shout out to Megadeth. Ooh, shout out to Megadeth. Shout out to fucking. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Dave <laughs> Mustaine, the yeah. fucking man, bro. That song's sick. Dan and have you heard the demo version? No. Even harder. Really? Yeah, it just has bass in the beginning. Dan, 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 dan. Oh, that sounds sick. 
I'm, I'm making a note of that right now. <laughs> Take a note of man. Shut up. God, this song rules. Well, yeah, this match was so goofy, <laughs> but it was really it fun. Was, it, it was, but it was it was fun. It was fun. And sometimes that's all you can ask for, for Raw from Raw right. is for it to be fun. And this is definitely fun, man. They are swinging every instrument you could think of. And of course, there's guitars in there because it's Elias and <laughs> Jeff Dar- Jeff Hardy threw out some swantons and Bro. The one where you landed on the stairs is like, yeah, dude. It, it was good. It was gross. It was <laughs> Jeff Hardy. Like, Fuck it, bro. I want to retire. Shit. He's man. The Hardys don't care. They straight up do not care. Definitely not. <sighs> they're a different Oof. breed, man. Those dudes are a different breed. But hey, they're legends, and I got all the respect for them. <laughs> yeah. The fact that, that this match had the use of a tambourine in it. Yeah, so funny. <laughs> and a, what was it? A cello or what's that big stand-up bass? Yeah, cello. Yep. Cello. I remember Braun smashing somebody with that. Nakamura. Was it Nakamura? Yeah. He like fucking smashed that shit yeah. on his back. That, 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 that was the match that we're, I think Shinsuke got injured in that match. Oh Jesus! I think that's what it was. Well, he did it to somebody else, like on the stage, like up on the ramp. Because he was playing oh, it like yeah. a cello. It might have been Elias because he was playing it like a guitar. It might have been, yeah. Yeah, it was just goofy, but yeah, <laughs> the shit was funny. <laughs> yeah, this was real funny, but speaking of fun, man, this triple threat match, AJ, Keith Lee, and Matt Riddle, man, that, that triple threat was a banger. That was yes. a really, really good match, and AJ Styles ended up picking up the win with the phenomenal forearm. So that's gonna be the match for uh, TLC AJ and Drew McIntyre, and that's gonna be that's gonna be great if they let them have a full pay per view quality match. That's gonna be great. Yeah, I was hoping that Keith Lee got the win here, just because I'd like to see that match the most. But yeah, I'm not mad about AJ Styles. I thought the promos backstage with um, Matt Riddle were a little too scripted. It seemed like. Yeah, the, his promos like for the past few weeks have been just weird. Yeah, they just seem like he's reading. It just sounds like he's reading a script because I know yeah. that dude can ad lib shit that's entertaining. Yeah, one hundred percent. We both know that, and yeah, just let the dude talk. Like, give him an outline. Here's what we want you to say. You know, run with that. Keep it PG, kind of. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. The fuck am I writing for WWE? Maybe not. Give me, give me a pencil. Give me a check. Out, all right. In, in the opposite order. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> give me the check first, and then I'll take the pencil. <laughs> but is that supposed to be? Do you? Do we know if that's a, a gimmick match at TLC, or is it just a straight up? I would love for that match to be the TLC match. Cause I feel like they would do some crazy stuff. AJ. Yeah. AJ could still. Man, I watched some old TNA the other day. AJ Styles has been so good for so long. <laughs> oh God, yeah, he's been killing it for for many years. This man was literally in WCW at the end. He's been t- that good for twenty years. Damn, I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, AJ Styles was in WCW. Oh, that's oh. fitting, I guess. Yeah, definitely. He, the whole cruiserweight division. He started out as just a straight straight up cruiserweight. So, yeah. Yeah, that, I don't know. I don't know if Drew can do the the gimmick stuff, you know, the weapons stuff. I mean, he can. But yeah. I don't know. I'd rather just see that straight up match. But I, it'll be I, good regardless. Yeah, regardless, it'll be fun. But those are the only two things 
realistically that really stuck out to me on this raw was there anything else that you really that really caught you uh the one thing i thought was fucking dope was drew mcintyre coming out with a sword Uh, (laughs) and a kilt he's been doing that for the past few weeks bro i I don't know why i missed it he did the title match yeah he just stabs the sword into the the uh i don't know why i've I've been missing that that's hard though yeah it's crazy sword and a kill too (laughs) he's going full uh, what's that movie braveheart maybe i was thinking of the one something lander or oh uh highlander highlander yeah there can only be one highlander exactly that's what I'm, that's what i was thinking about <laughs> and i'll be doing you for that brock lesnar <laughs> dude shout out to highlander great fucking movie yeah, the movie's really good <laughs> the movie's fucking dope basically it's just these fucking people that can't die and you can there can only be one highlander as they say at the end of it and you fight other highlanders and kill them by cutting their heads off that's the only way they can die <laughs> chaos yo shout out to that but no the sword's dope Sheamus is meh uh (laughs) the Jeff Hardy thing was cool Jeff Hardy match was cool and that's pretty much it man that's all I really the triple threat of course like you said that's really it man I I don't know yes I I only wrote down the things I was positive on because I I'm, I'm trying to trying to keep it light. Trying to keep it. Keep yeah, the, uh, those are good. I mean, those were the standout things to me as well. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, that was that was raw for this week. Hopefully, we can get a, a little bit more out of this week to be positive about. I guess we'll see. It's happening as we speak. A little bit of yes, uh, taking you behind the curtain there. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> let's move on to the show. That's gonna be the talk of the town for the. Uh, for the next week, Impact Wrestling. <laughs> yes. yes. I have a feeling we'll both be watching this week. Oh, yeah. I'm watching. You bet. You bet. Really going to be a, be on that Twitch at 7 o'clock on the dot. <laughs> 7 o'clock on the dot. Got In the, the drop top. <laughs> <laughs> it's 7 o'clock on the dot. I'm watching Impact. <laughs> <laughs> That's the new theme right there, bro. <laughs> Don Callis, give me a call, brother. <laughs> Hey, I'll do the job. <laughs> well, yeah, this week's impact opened up with the Motor Team Machine Guns, one of the best tag teams ever, facing off against Triple XL, the main man Larry D and AC Baby Ace Romero. That was a fun nice. match. The, these dudes, AC Baby and uh, Larry D, for how big they are, they can work, man. They can, <laughs> those, those can go. Oh that's, yeah, which is it's so impressive every time you see those guys work because they're those are big dudes to be moving the way. The way they do. It's nuts. Did we ever find out who shot old boy? Nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> the search continues still. I'm, st- I'm still waiting to see who shot the main man Bravo. <laughs> oh, yeah, Johnny Bravo. That's right. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> no, up, no relation. Johnny Bravo, no relation. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. God. Yo, that show was crazy. That the Johnny Bravo show, like on Cartoon Network or whatever. Oh yeah, where he was just like a shitty Elvis. Do the monkey with me. I don't remember. <laughs> I, I don't remember the dance, but I remember he would always say that. Come here, baby. Yeah, he was literally just Elvis. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Fuck yeah, I remember Johnny Bravo and Dexter's Lab, Courage, oh, yeah. Ed and Eddie, stupid yeah. Ed Boy, Dexter's Lab. <laughs> What was the shit in Dexter's Lab? They would say something about cheese. 
but it, they made a meme. It's like a most the most recent meme, like say it again, slow. And it was like he was saying like grilled cheese or something. Oh like yeah, French. that's the one episode that stands out to me. All I can remember is that he, he would always try to his, like his sister would always try to touch the buttons like, ooh, what does this button do? <laughs> <laughs> I remember his arch enemy man was his man man dark. He always just like ha 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 ha. Oh yeah, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I remember that. Yo, shout out to Cartoon Network, yeah. bro. Shout out to Cartoon Network for sure. But also shout out to the Motor City Machine Guns because they ended up picking up the win in that match. Of course, yes, sir. The legends always got to go over there. They're not even like they're legends, but they're still like in their prime. I'd say like late thirties. So <laughs> it's crazy that they're legends, but still have so much left of their career. Oh yeah. But you just spe- seen him wrestle uh, Tony Deppin? Uh, Alex Shelley, yeah, we, just, we just saw him wrestle Tony Deppin. That was a banger. That was a great match. Speaking of Tony Deppin, he's going to be on that uh, ROH pay-per-view that we're going to be talking about on this show. I'm, I'm, I'm dropping the news here. I'm talking about that ROH pay-per-view on this show. Hell yeah. Can't wait for that. But speaking of legends, man, the next match was Jordan Grace and her partner. But I'm going to save the reveal of her partner until after I talk about their opponents so is Renee Renee Michelle and Killer Kelly against Jordan Grace and her partner and her partner is none other than Jazz oh shit nice so sick ECW legend WWF legend definitely man Jazz rules she's ruled forever she's always been crazy her stuff in ECW especially she was just going around wrecking people yeah she was the first uh, woman wrestler besides China, I remember being like, "Damn, this this lady's in shape." Yeah, she was jacked, jacked. <laughs> yeah, no pun intended, but yeah, yeah. And she was still out here going crazy, and of course, I ended up picking up the win in this match with Jordan Grace. Moving on into the the next round of the uh, knockouts women's uh, knockouts tag team tournament. So that that's gonna be dope. Oh, I'm yeah. really excited to see you what they ended up doing with the rest of that tournament and jazz being in there as a part of her retirement tour is super sick. Cause she said that 2020 was supposed to be here last year, but with the pandemic and everything, she's going to do a little bit of a t- retirement tour through 2021. So hmm. we got to see jazz in person, which is crazy. Yeah. And all in or all, all out, all out, all out. in yeah. that uh, battle Royal, That's which, right. was, which was dope. That battle Royal was really fun. Yeah, we'll, it was. Be, we'll be talking about another battle Royal in not too long. <laughs> Another little bit of tease there. <laughs> and the main event of the show was Willie Mack going against Chris Bay for the uh, X Division title. Or actually, no, not the X Division title. It was just, uh, I-, I got a little bit ahead of myself because there's some cha- the cha- some champions that come out later in the match. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Willie ended up picking up the win here. And this was a really, really fun match. Like, dude, Chris Bay and Willie Mack they have great chemistry together. They've worked. I think they've had like five matches in the short time. Chris Bay has been in impact and they, they just work insanely well together. Mm. And Chris Bay is one of my favorite, like breakout stars of the year. I'd say. Yeah. Willie Mac always has a good match with whoever he's with. I feel like, Oh yeah. Chocolate Thunder has been great. First time Chocolate I was exposed Thunder, to yeah. him was, uh, <laughs> I think Lucha Underground was the first time I heard of Willie Mac. Yeah. Same, same. He was just the Mac back then. <laughs> yeah, the Mac. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but man, Willie Mac rules. But after this match, the Mac himself falls prey 
to the no jackhammer needed because Mr. Impact Wrestling Moose comes out, lays <laughs> him out, and then the world champion Rich Swan comes out, makes the save, and out of note as he's making the save for Willie Mack, Chris Bay hits the uh, Art of Finesse, which is like a, a springboard cutter. Nice. And that makes and Chris Bay ends up standing tall at the end of the show. So I, that's going to lead up to a match at this weekend's. Yeah, this this coming upcoming weekend they're doing a uh, Impact Live special, which we should watch, so we can talk about. It's um, five, uh, New Year's resolution is what it's called. So it's their last show of the year, and okay. so so far on the card, it's uh, I'm just this is off the top of my head, so let me think. Uh, Carl Anderson versus Ethan Page is on there, which will be dope. That that'll be a really good match. Um, I'm sure it seems like Kenny Omega will probably have some involvement with that. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping. That's a little bit another another bit of a tease, but the Chris Bay match is on there with with uh, Rich Swan and I can't remember what else is on there. I know the Sea Stars have a match against Jessica Havoc and Nevaeh too. I just got added today, so oh, okay, a, a lot of good wrestling coming up this this next few weeks for sure. But that was the main event of this week's Impact. So, what happened across the pond on NXT UK? or cross the pond before war games <laughs> so uh yeah nxt uk we uh opening match we got your boy saxon huxley this is now a saxon huxley podcast <laughs> he's so fucking goofy bro but he's dope <laughs> uh he went against uh rampage brown who's been on just that since he got into oh, he, NXT uk he's been on a rampage he be- he beat the vet huh let's go no, he did not beat the vet. Oh, he did it. Oh, let's he didn't. He they went. Yeah, no, no, no. He didn't beat him. I said he went. They went one on one. Oh, okay. He didn't beat him though. Rampage Brown got to win with the doctor bomb. Oh, let's go. Love that. Yes, sir. It was a de- decent match though. Both guys looked good. Um, like I said before, Saxon Hugsley is. He looks great. He's just got a caveman look to him, I guess, kind of. <laughs> but, but these are these are big boys too. They're they're really. Both of them are really tall, and uh, Rampage Brown's just more stocky built, where yeah. Huxley is more of like a lanky, lengthy built. So, yeah, it was a decent opening match. I think, honestly, I could see Rampage Brown um, going against Walter eventually. Ooh. I think they're going to build that. I don't think he'll take the title from him, okay. but I could see that happening in the future for sure. Uh, next, we got a, a Jenna and Jenna. Piper Niven pull apart in the back. Okay. Those girls are uh, going to be going at it. I'm sure she'll be getting her. Nevins will be getting her revenge for costing her the title. Then we got a women's our first women's match. Ava Valkyrie versus Aaliyah James. I don't know if you're familiar with either of those. Ava Valkyrie. Aaliyah James I'm familiar with. I, I saw a spot of this match that looked pretty good. Yeah. Was, I mean, it was uh, uh, Ava Valkyrie got the win. Um, it was an okay match. Uh, nothing really special stood out to me. It was decent, you okay. know. Valkyrie, I think, got she had control most of the match and on the offense for most of this match. So, Leah James kind of did the not didn't she didn't do the job, but she definitely is the a lower card for sure. Okay. And then we got a pretty deadly promo, which I know you are pretty deadly. Pretty deadly. Look like vampires. That's cool Let's though. Go. Uh, so that was cool. They're building them up. Then we got Joe Coffey against Alexander Wolf. 
Ooh. And this match sounds just like you think it would. Or think it would be, I should say. Yeah. So Coffee had Joe Coffee already has stitches above his eye oh, from geez. the match that he had two weeks ago or a week okay. ago. And he got busted open. Uh and he did again this week. He got it really busted <laughs> open. So um it was stiff back and forth, a lot of back and forth. Joe Coffee got the win here. Great match. Like I said, stiff. Uh he for the win, he just Larry did the fuck out of Alexander Wolf. So <laughs> I love that. That was cool. Uh stiff, just like you'd think it would be. So good match there. Next we get Jordan Devlin promo. Next week he'll have an open challenge for the for the real cruiserweight belt. Ooh. Ooh. Shots fired. So we'll get that next week. And then we get our main event here, which was the hunt with Eddie Dennis, Boar and Primate is their names. Yeah. And this is a grudge match against Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster. Okay. So this is a fantastic match, like really good match. Um, you can always kind of tell that whatever the main event is going to be for these NXT UK shows, the main event is going to be a fucking great match. No yeah, of course. <clears throat> but this match was good. They, they, you could tell they said it, you know, right off the bat. Let you know it was a grudge match. They come out to the ring. Before they get to the ring, the guys start brawling off um, outside the ring, fighting each other. Then they eventually get in the ring. The bell bell rings. Match starts. Um, they beat the crap out of Mark Andrews pretty much the whole match. Poor, poor little Mark. <laughs> right. And um, he eventually got the hot tag to uh, Flash. And, man, these guys, both, the, both Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster, before I say the end of the match, they're they're better as singles right now. They had a tag team run; it was good, you know. Let it be. It is what it is. Both yeah. these guys. Once he got the hot tag to Flash, Flash started started running running through the hunt, and he got this fucking dope tilt a whirl tornado like DDT, where he he like you know did it where he catches the like leg pizza toss. Exactly, but when he twirled, when he twirled him around his head, it sounds weird. Brought him around his head to drop the DDT. He caught the other guy too on the way down, and it was a double. Oh, that's so that was one thing that stood out. They both did a, a front flip dive over the top rope onto the hunt, but Eddie Dennis got a distraction on Mark Andrews, causing them to causing the hunt to hit their finisher, which I think he called it a snare trap. Okay. I think. So one guy puts him up, Death Valley Driver, throws him over to do it, and while he's in midair, the other guy catches him for a power bomb. Ooh, love that! So the first time I seen him do it, they kind of botched it, but I got the idea. But this match nailed it. So the Hunt gets the win, and so hopefully, like I said, Flash and Andrews kind of do a single run because I think they're better as singles. And yeah, this is a good match, though. Great match. Hell yeah. Seems like they're do- they're hitting their stride over on NXT UK. They had they've had one of their, my favorite matches of the year, and it seems like they keep they're still going strong. Yeah, likewise. Every every main event is always worth watching for sure. So that I've seen so far. So I'll keep reporting on that. <laughs> Back to you. Well, it's time. It's time. <laughs> AEW winter is coming nice 
and it did. Oh, did it, did it. It came. <laughs> I was trying to avoid saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do the job, brother. <laughs> I, I was <laughs> as it I came was thinking, all over the place, brother. I was thinking about <laughs> I was gonna set it up and I was like, all right, how <laughs> how can I avoid saying it that way? <laughs> uh, you can't avoid it. Fuck it. Yeah. Well. Let's just hop right into it, man. What an episode this was. Before we get into the whole the whole beef of it, overall, what are your feelings on this episode? Man, I loved it. It was pay-per-view worthy. 100%. What a surprise. Even though I didn't grow up the biggest fan, we'll get to it. Didn't grow up the biggest fan. It really gave me, um, and I mean this, that it gave me a lot of nostalgia for um, a time when, you know, I didn't have to worry about bills and raising a kid and all this other shit, a mortgage. So it was like that. And then if you're a Star Wars fan, you also got to see Boba Fett this week. So <laughs> it's just like, fuck, man, this is it was a great, great week in, in wrestling and and just TV, I guess, in general. It was great. Yeah, I loved this whole episode, man. There is they started off hot with this battle royal and then they hit get hit you with the big surprise at like at eight o'clock. Yeah. And then they hit you with another big surprise at the end and they yeah. just... wasn't even the main event. Like the biggest I feel like the most talked about thing wasn't wasn't even the main event. But that was also a big talking point as well. Yeah, exactly. They they, they did a great job with this. This whole episode, they built it up big, and they they delivered, man. They delivered one hundred percent. Yeah, the ra- and I don't like, I don't you know you shouldn't focus too much on the ratings, but the ratings show that for sure. Yeah, they hit like nine hundred k, and I think at yeah. some po- at some points they hit over a mil. So, yeah, I think they might even I think they might hit that one million this coming week with all the hype around this this episode. So, I wouldn't be surprised. Let's just hop into it, man. It opened up with a dynamite dozen diamond battle royale. And man. Easy for you to say. <laughs> hey, I got it off better than I thought I was going to. <laughs> <laughs> you nailed it. But this is a really fun battle royale. I think AEW has always done a really good job with all like their battle royales that they've done. They're always really fun. They tell like they like to tell multiple stories within the battle royales, which isn't like too common of a thing. A lot of battle royales are kind of built around one story. It seems like Especially yeah, like one guy. Yeah, specifically when it comes to like WWE, but this was like four or five different stories being told in one match. Yeah, which I loved, man. Uh, <laughs> there was so much to talk about here, but I'm just gonna st- point out the things that popped me most, and then I'll see what really stuck out to you. But uh, the whole, whole Silver and Reynolds segment with Hangman, <laughs> the, them helping Hangman out, and that <laughs> Hangman gets the elimination, and they. They uh, celebrate with him, and John Silver hops on his back. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Hungy. Johnny Hungy. <laughs> Shout out to the BTE champion, John Silver, man. Yeah, bro. He fucking rules. He I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a fan now, man. You got me. I'm about to buy a Johnny Hungy shirt. <laughs> Jordan Hungy. Dude. I sure I would never wear that shirt, so I'm not buying it. But I love John Silver, so I need him to drop a shirt that doesn't say Johnny Hungy, so I can buy it. <laughs> All the shirts say Johnny Hungy on them? No, it's either that or just like a Dark Order shirt that's like super cartoony. I, oh, I just, I just want a John Silver shirt 
the meat man. Right. The meat the man, man yeah. the, the mustard man, whatever you want to call him. Mountain Dew man or something. He's the mountain. He's the dying Mountain Dew man. He's the meat man. He's the mustard man. And <laughs> and he's the one and only BTE champion. Shout out. Yeah, the, he everything he did in this match killed me. He they ruled. Uh, Miro was going crazy in this match. This was like Miro's best showing in ring so far. I 100% he was going off. And the uh, him, him and Miro show, or uh, him and Wardlow show, showing off, whereas uh, them standing face to face and just starting throwing forearms at each other. Big meaty men, exactly. Love that man. Uh, at one point, uh, I think it was Matt Hardy that tries to eliminate Hangman, and he falls into the arms of the Dark Order. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> throw him like, back in. Throw him back in. Yeah. And he he they throw him back in directly into a buckshot lariat, which was so perfect. Like he immediately, as soon as he, they put him on the apron, he went directly into the buckshot, which was so crazy. It's impressive for sure. Nah, man, I love that move. And yeah, there was so much here. Uh, Jungle Boy and Sammy G's segment where they were like on the apron, going over the turnbuckles, and then like dude, they were going nuts. <laughs> yeah, that's a really impressive for both of them. To not slip or fall. I mean, you yeah. you have so little space to work with. It's it's crazy. And they were out there for like a good like two minutes, just working st- exclusively on the apron and on the like yeah. turnbuckles. And then they go, they both go up on the, to the top rope, and they're either going to do some type of movement to the inside, and MJF just pushes them both off. <laughs> which it was that looks scary too. That was like they 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 took some nasty bumps off of that. Fuck yeah! And there was this match was really fun. I, I this is I love a good battle royale. And I think they did a really good job with this. And of course, the final, the final four or final three, I guess, would be ended up being a uh, Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, MJF, and Wardlow. You forgot one? No, no, no. Well, final four was MJF, Jungle Boy, Sammy G, and Wardlow. And then he eliminates those two, and then it's just Wardlow and MJF. They think. But of course, freshly squeezed orange cast. He was on the outside. He rolls in. He starts throwing out those orange punches, and hey, those orange punches are something serious. They get he eliminates Wardlow. So next week, this coming week is going to be MJF versus Orange Cassidy for the uh, for the ring. I, I think MJF keeps it, but I think that match is going to be really fun. Yeah, I agree. I like the battle royal. I like the journey. I didn't really like the destination. Yeah, I wish they would have they would have done either Warlow or Sammy G. I went with what you said last week. Yeah, I gave you the pencil, brother. <laughs> Sammy G. That I mean, it writes itself. You yeah. know what I mean? Definitely. And and Warlow, I just don't. I don't know, man. It's I like Orange Cassidy. I'm not shitting on him. I like him. Yeah, but watching Warlow pretty much just kind of like job to him. It's like okay, man, like. He, him and Miro just had a great fucking back and forth. Yeah. Like, why kill that? You know? I don't yeah, know. I'm not sure why. They, I think uh, it was kind of weird that they chose Orange Cassie for that, but maybe it's just part of the whole angle that they, that sets up in the next segment. Maybe it's part of the bigger picture, and the, we haven't seen it yet. I don't know. We'll see, yeah. Long-term booking. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, speaking of long-term, these next two men in this next match had, have had long careers. We got Chris Jericho and uh, Frankie the Future. I guess he's not the future anymore. Frankie Kazarian. Frankie the 
what what did MJF call him last week? Frankie the Coward Kazarian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. This is a this is a fun match. It was kind of a uh, definitely a more slow paced match, but Frankie Kazarian pulled out the flux capacitor, and I popped big for that. So Bro, almost laying on his damn head. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't remember the last time I saw Frankie do the flux capacitor. I thought that was crazy. Yeah, I know you popped big for that because you've been watching Frankie for a while. But yeah, yeah, both for- these guys are up there in age, especially Jericho. But they had a great. I think it was a great match, honestly, for for what it was, and the end, the little angle at the end. I thought that was good. Jericho was blown up at the end. But Jericho <laughs> was so blown up. Shit, I would have been too. Fucking, I'm, I'm about half his age. But. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, at so at, at the end, Frankie has him in the. Uh, they call it the Boston Crab, but that's a, that's I don't know why they didn't call it the. Uh, well, the Jericho, maybe they did. Jericho. Told I thought them, that they did. No, I I thought they heard. I heard them say a Boston Crab. And I was like, that's a that is that's the Walls of Jericho. I. Maybe, I want to say they did say Walls of Jericho because it surprised it. me that they did. Okay. Because I'm like, I don't know if they can use that or not, but whatever. Apparently, but I I could go. I got to go back and rewatch that. But yeah. But yeah, that hopefully was, they did. They should. Fuck. Yeah, definitely. So, Frankie has. Jericho in the walls and he's trying to cross the roast Jericho is and as is happening MJF and Wardlow come out with a towel and he's it seems like he's going to throw in the towel and at the same time Santana no Ortiz yeah Ortiz is just teasing that he's going to hit Frankie with the uh the mad ball but Kager's like no don't do it he's going to be he's going to get DQ'd and then that's that's when MJF and Wardlow come out with the towel, but then Sammy G comes out and tries to stop MJF from throwing in the towel. So Sammy G pushes MJF and that like knocks the towel to the ground and MJ Sammy ups up picking it up. And at that point, Jericho had gotten out of the out of the walls. So he turns over, sees Sammy G with the towel, and he's like, Oh, what are you doing? And that leads to Frankie trying to get the roll-up victory while he's distracted, but that don't work. He gets up the Judas effect. One, two, three. And afterwards, of course, the inner circle is just in full shambles here. They're all pissed off at each other, all shoving each other. And Jericho's like, oh, this is bullshit. You better stop it. Ah, he, full, he channels Vince here. <laughs> yeah, he's, he was blown up for sure. <laughs> Somebody said he looks like Larry the Lobster. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> That's kind of good, actually. <laughs> oh, bro, had me dying. <laughs> Shout out to Jericho, though. Fuck, he's a yeah, shout out to Jericho, legend, he's a, man. He's a legend for sure. Show respect, I guess. One of my favorites ever. But and this is this whole segment was pretty fun. There, he's basically he basically said that this we're gonna have an ultimatum. You got seven days to figure it out. If it's either we're gonna work all together or the inner circle breaks up forever. <laughs> he said, "This is bullshit." <laughs> <laughs> He was pissed. Yeah, he said shit like three times. Yeah, he did. He he was letting them fly. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So yeah, like, where do you think that's gonna go next week? They're just gonna all hug and make up. I don't know. I could see it going that way, or I could see, you know, having dividing into two camps where, you know, you already have Ortiz and Sammy where they don't like him. Yeah. I don't know about Santana and Jake. I know Jake just, and, and Wardlow had, had been going back and forth, so yeah. I don't know. I actually am interested to see where that goes. Yeah, absolutely. I'm definitely interested in that. I'm not sure how they what they're going to do with it either, but it'll be fun regardless, everything that they do. 
It's fun, especially if MJF is involved. <laughs> yes. But speaking of fun, man, next we got a Young Bucks interview and they get interrupted by none other than the acclaimed Max Caster and Anthony Bowen. This man, Max Caster, comes out, starts shoot, shooting the uh, the freestyle promo on, on the Bucks. He says, <laughs> I can't remember. I'm trying to think. I don't want to butcher his freestyle. Basically, just something about their book and how they look like they're looking at each other's dicks on the cover. Yeah. <laughs> he says, they might have moved you to the adult section. I couldn't see through your trunks. Did you have an erection or something along those lines? I don't like that. One of the books cracked me up because he goes, didn't somebody else do this gimmick? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's fucking good. That's good. I, I, I'm, I'm actually like excited to see what they do with the acclaimed because they, they got a really cool look and from the matches I've seen on Dark, I've only watched like a few of them, but they, they, they can go in the ring. So I think that's a cool, more of like a character tag team for them to add to this division. Okay. Yeah. But if you got high, if you speaking highly of him, I say yes. Yeah, shout out to Max Cass. He's he's out here spitting. He does like a freestyle before every match on every opponent, which which is sick. That was random that SCU came in with the save. I don't know what that was about. Well, before we get to the SCU save, after the freestyle, Bowens goes, look behind you, and TH2, Jack Evans and Anelico, they attack the Bucks from behind. <laughs> they throw Nick into just a, like a dumpster and they just leave him there <laughs> and, like, and on bte this week he wakes up in the dumpster <laughs> so he apparently he, good. he was there for a while he missed the sting debut <laughs> oh fuck because in, in the dumpster he goes wow potatoes pot really big for that i wonder what happened <laughs> <laughs> that's funny i like that <laughs> but yeah, SCU makes a save because that's, that's the uh, South Carolina or not South Carolina. Wow, Southern California boys. Okay, yeah, I didn't even put that together. Yeah, they those uh, the, SCU. Yeah, SCU and the Young Bucks has Southern California. So they they go way back. Of course, they got to help help the boys out, make the save. But yeah, this, this is fun. I'm, I think that TH two and Young Bucks match should be really fun. They yeah, had a definitely. match back in Reseda at PWG Bucks in uh, TH2 like a long time ago. So that, that'll be cool to see that uh, rekindled. Yeah, I'm excited to see Angelico do a stupid dance that I fucking hate. Hey, man. T. H. Two. But yeah, man. Uh Next segment we saw was the uh, the uh, doctor, the dentist, Britt Baker, DMD, the role model, facing off against legit Layla Hirsch. Man, this was a fun match. I had Lay- Layla was doing some cool just like groundwork here to start the match. She was shooting on Britt. <laughs> yeah, she seems like a like a legit wrestler. She's got a legit wrestling background. I don't yeah, know she what, for sure what does. It is. Yeah, she's a shooter. That makes sense for sure. Want want to get your mind blown real quick, though? What's that? Guess where she was trained? Russia? The CZW Dojo. Really? (laughs) Yeah. That's odd. Taking them bumps on the concrete. (laughs) That'll do it. Was Uh, she... um, Is she from Russia? Where's she from? Yeah, I think she's from Russia. I think, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Shout out to Layla Harris, man. This match was fun. There was 
Britt has gotten really good with like a lot of the reversal stuff, the, especially the what she did to lead into the finish. Like she did like a crazy leg hook thing that she like rolled into to the lockjaw. That was dope. This is a good showing for both of them. And like I said, Britt ends up picking up the win with the lockjaw. And this like not even a full second after the bell rings, Thunder Rosa comes flying and <laughs> starts laying yeah. into Britt Baker, which it was perfectly timed. Like the bell rang, ding ding, and immediately punched to the forehead of Britt Baker. <laughs> yeah, she those two went at it like like bad. They looked like they were legit punching each other at yeah. one point. Like Thunder like I feel like Thunder Rosa probably ac- accidentally slipped a couple in there and Britt was given a receipt a little bit. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe we'll get a tag match or something next week. Hirsch and Thunder Rosa against Rebel or Reba and <laughs> Britt Baker. Yes, Rebel got hit with that backdrop driver because for trying to interfere, <laughs> Layla said, "You better get out of here." <laughs> you put your nose in my business, brother. And sister, that was insane to see because Rebel was like so much taller than Layla. She just hit her with a backdrop driver. I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> yeah, she's built. She's like like a brick. Brick house. Yeah, she's literally like she was literally like twice the height of Layla. Yeah, she yeah. Just got dropped on her head. <laughs> I love Stocky. that. Man, this is a fun segment. But uh, of course, you know, whenever there's a woman's uh woman's brawl, the main man Jerry Lynn ooh, has to come out <laughs> and break it up. <laughs> the nice guy Jerry Lynn hit, and he wasn't alone because the main man B.J. Whitmer was with him. Let's go, ROH legend. Damn. <laughs> what did what did Jerry Lynn used to be called? The whole freaking show or something? The, the new effing show. The new effing show. That's right. Because okay. ROH or I said ROH. RVD was <laughs> too many three three letter uh was it acronyms. Yeah. That start with R. <laughs> Rob Van Dam was the, the whole effing show. That's right. Yep. So Jerry Mr. Lynn. Mr. Monday night. He was the new effing show. <laughs> Man, Jerry Lynn great just yeah, underrated oh yeah. legend dude. for sure absolutely yeah and bj whitmer have you ever seen that spot where bj whitmer takes a, a i think it's like a it's just like a power bomb he takes this so it's him and jimmy jacobs they're on the top rope this is an roh show and they're on the top rope but not facing the ring and he power bombs jimmy jacobs into the crowd no <laughs> i've cr- not seen that <laughs> craziest thing i've ever seen in my life i definitely need to see that i'm sending you that after this show i'm making it i'm making a note to do that right now because i want to watch your reaction to it because it's literally insane what the fuck yeah shout out to bj whitmer man shout out to jerry lynn they're out here breaking up the fight and that leads to the commercial and when we come back from commercial we got a, a great tag match between powerhouse hobbs and ricky starks which powerhouse hobbs that's that dude right there. Yes, sir. And they're facing off with none other than Cody Rhodes and the TNT champion Darby Allen. Wrestling has more than one royal family. Ooh. <laughs> Adrenaline. Amazon. <laughs> wow. Banger, dude. That's a fucking banger song. Theme song episode coming soon. Yes, sir. My father he said <laughs> when I was younger. Got a song rules. Not yeah, like it's a great song. Like not not out of the context of wrestling, but in the context of a wrestling song, great song. 
Yes. And we saw it live, pal. Yeah, we did. It did not sound that good live. No, it did not. <laughs> but, but it was cool regardless. <laughs> yeah, it was dope to see, like, you know, live, I guess. Oh, fuck. But yeah, man, this match, this tag match was really fun. This man, Darby, was getting thrown around by Hobbs. At one point, Dar- dude, Hobbs destroys Darby on the outside with the lariat. Like, he killed this man. Yes, planted him down. Ah, so good, man. There was there was a lot of fun stuff here. There was a, a cool spot where Darby and Ricky ended up bumping heads in the corner. Yeah, I love like spots like that where just like it looks unintentional, but it wasn't. But it was like cool things to keep it kind of like uh, suspend disbelief. Yeah, definitely. Man, there's just so much. But the finish I thought was really really cool. The the Cody cutter into the coffin drop. Yes, great. I love that. They got their own uh, tag team combos now. Which is sick. Yep. It's on the same page. <laughs> but re- Darby gets attacked at the match by Will Hobbs and this man, or not Will Hobbs, Powerhouse Hobbs. I better get it right. <laughs> <laughs> and then this man, Arn, comes in and starts throwing punches at Will Hobbs, uh, Powerhouse Hobbs. I'm like, what is this man doing? I was like, he going to die. He going to have a hit broke. And they, they, he, they uh, fend Arn off. Which also Arn was looking crazy. He had the jumpsuit with the white meter and the chain on. This man looked like on him, bro. He got he, the drip. He's about to go get some gabagool. <laughs> he's about to go whack some guys, bro. <laughs> right? Yeah, he's going to hang out with Johnny Gishmutz after the show. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but oh man, as as Team Taz takes the advantage, Dustin Rhodes hits the ring. They they start fighting with him. And then the lights go out. Oh boy! And it's I'm like, Sabu, Sabu. <laughs> I'm thinking. So I'm, I'm just gonna go through my whole experience of this moment. Hold on, r- real quick, before you get in that. They always do this where some shit happens. People, the bad guys are stomping out the good guys, and the lights go out, and somebody comes in for the save. I don't care how many fucking times they do it. I love it every time. Yeah. Oh, because that's what I was raised on. The kind of wrestling I was raised on. Absolutely. That's why I always say Sabu or I'm sorry, wrestling angles. That's the kind of wrestling angles that I was raised on. And that's why I always say Sabu because the first one Sabu. That yep. stuck out was Sabu would always come out in ECW. Yep. But they would do that in WWF in the nineties where, the good guys were getting stomped out one after another, and usually Stone Cold would come at the end and make the yeah. proceed. I'm sorry. So they're stomping them, and the lights go out, and I'm like, who, who could they pop? Like I hadn't heard any rumors of anybody being brought in, so I was like, I don't know who who's going to be. Is going to be Matt Cardona coming out? Are they going to hit the woo woo woo? <laughs> you know it. I I had no idea, and then shows up to the Tron and it's just a bunch of, of scenes of just like a snowy landscapes and I didn't catch this on first watch but it shows a crow sitting on one of the trees or no not on one of the trees one of the hills and I didn't catch this until I watched it again so there's the hint there earlier in the video and I, I didn't catch it but it just keeps going through these landscapes and then a lightning bolt hits and oh my god, I'm cheesing right now thinking about this because I oh I was freaking out. <laughs> the name and as is happening, this the sick the sick theme song that is playing like just elect, electric guitar and like this epic sounding organ and oh it was perfectly done. 
and the name pops up, and it's none other. It's Sting! It's not Sting! It's gotta be Sting! Oh my god. I literally popped off my couch, had my hands on my head, like, oh my god, it's Sting. And Never thought. He comes out, and this van's looking crazy. They have snow falling in Jacksonville, Florida. <laughs> Apparently, it was like forty degrees. I yeah, know. yeah, that's nuts. And oh my god, he's walking out to the ring so slow, and Tony Schiavone's losing his damn mind. Oh. My. <laughs> Which side note? Apparently, a lot of the boys in the back they they didn't know about this until they saw him in Gorilla about to do this segment. So wow! So they none kept of this under wraps like the best. None sure. of the none of the wrestlers in the crowd knew. So if you go back and watch, all the wrestlers in the crowd are freaking out because they didn't know this was gonna happen. Damn! Yeah, Dude, most the, of the shots they that they showed were you know crowd reactions and stuff. Yeah. which pretty dope. Dude, we're going uh, crazy, man. I was losing my mind. This was so cool. And like with like I said, the epic music, the snow falling, and he slowly walks out. And as soon as as soon as the name Sting pops onto the, the screen and he walks out, Team Taz gets out of there. As soon as he gets to the middle of the ramp, they're they're starting to run. Yeah, he pulls the bat <laughs> out right away out the trench coat, baby. Dude, he pulls it out the, the, the uh the bat pocket in the in the trench coat. They they get out of there real quick. <laughs> and he walks up the the way they did this was so perfect. So he gets in the ring, walks up to Arn Anderson, stare down. Fuck yeah. There's so so much history there. So much history. Walks up to Dustin, stares at him for a little bit. That's so they he started at the oldest generation in the ring. Then moved on to the generation after that with Dustin. Then he walks over to Cody. Neil and Cody's sitting in the sitting in the corner. He kneels down to, down to Cody, just stares at him, which is just that 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 image is just insane to me because that Cody's gone on record saying he's Sting is like one of his favorite wrestlers ever. So that's just nuts. <laughs> I love that. That's so fuck. That's cool, man. And then he stands up and gets he walks over to Darby Allen and gets so close to him. And that in that moment, you're just. That's that's the rub right there. Like that's that's the rub, bro. And you said it right there. I didn't even notice that. That's perfect. That generational. Yeah. You know? And Darby's like the up and coming guy, so he goes to him last. Like, you know, I yeah. see the face paint. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> oh, man. They they played this perfectly. He didn't have to say a word, and he told the story so well just by walking up to these people in that order. And just, uh, man, I was yeah. losing my mind. <laughs> I'd be, I'd be interested to to know if the announcers knew or not. I don't know, but Tony Schiavone hitting the it sting gave me chills. God, it was so perfect, man. Uh, now, now I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't know about it. But you could, you could just not even have commentary. And oh it yeah, for itself for sure, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, man. It was perfect. I I was cheesing for so long. I texted you freaking out. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I just texted you with like in all caps. Oh my God. Dude, insane. I yeah. I know you were popping big for it. I I was like my girlfriend was watching what we were watching it together. And she thinks she knows who Sting is. 
have to ask her. But she saw my reaction. She's like, oh, wow, this is a big deal. I'm like, this is a big fucking deal. I mean, like I said, I didn't grow up watching Sting, but I'm a wrestling fan. I know yeah. who the fuck Sting is. You know, I know what he exactly. means in the wrestling business. And it's crazy. I, I know, Honestly, I thought it was going to be Brock Lesnar. Really? I thought Brock was going to come out. If he if, if, yeah, that, done. Dun, 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 dun. That'd have been nuts. This man, powerhouse Haas, going against Brock Lesnar. Just like I, I was trying to think before whoever it was came out, like, who could this be? Like, who's a name? And it would just be like, if Brock Lesnar showed up, that would be fucking right under The Undertaker, you know? I, I thought Shaq at first when the lights went out. Oh, dude, that's even better. That's even better of a, an angle because that makes more sense. Like, yeah, that, that makes way more sense than Brock or, you know, Sting is definitely because it's that, like you never perfect. would never would have guessed. Never. Because I could see Shaq. I could see Brock. I don't know. Somebody else. Maybe. Yeah. But definitely would not have, have. I definitely wouldn't have said Sting. Not in a million years. I was losing my mind. I'm a Sting mark, man. I used to have the Sting, uh, the Sting buddy, like the, the wrestling, the wrestling buddy. Yeah, I had the the, the uh, crow sting one. I was that's, that was the one I used to wrestle around with. That one and the DDP one, but the sting one was that was my favorite, man. I was I'm a WCW mark, man. We we watched Ready to Run. Well, you already know. Yes, sir. <laughs> He's wearing a shirt right now, folks. I am literally wearing the Ready to Rumble shirt right now. Jimmy <laughs> King versus Diamond Dallas Page in the Triple Cage at the Royal Bash. <laughs> <laughs> I've been smartened up. That that being said, bring back the Triple Cage, Cody Rhodes. I know you're listening. It'll happen. I I think it will happen eventually. I want a triple cage match so bad. Somebody needs to take a bump from the top cage to the bottom. <laughs> My Darby <laughs> Allen will. Yeah. If, just don't keep Matt Hardy as far away from that match as possible because he'll do it, but I don't want him to do it. <laughs> but he <No>. would. <laughs> I don't want him to do it, but you should do it. Yeah. But, but man, without without dragging too long on this segment, I just want this is just, oh, my God. Tony Schiavone yelling instant gave me chills. Dander brought a tear to my eye. I was like, oh my God, this is I'm, this is insane. With a tear in his eye. I was, this is the greatest thing going today. Woo. Th- this has to be the biggest surprise of the year, right? Like Oh, hands down for sure. I mean, I, what I else is what else? Edge, maybe, but like Yeah, I could say that. That's second to this though. That doesn't even feel like this year, though. Yeah, I I think I was more surprised by this because I had heard rumors of Edge that he had been training again. Mm. Sting, I didn't, I I <laughs> I knew he wasn't under contract with WWE anymore. I was just like, okay, he's just done. I didn't think he's gonna show up on TNT after 18 years. Damn. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Mm, I don't know. It's crazy, man. I love it. I love it. But, on the stage. I said clearly. <laughs> but final notes on Sting. I love Sting. Very excited to see what he does in this company. He's apparently signed to a multi-year deal, which will be huge for the kit, like everybody in the back, because that's just the, one of the best minds in wrestling ever to do it. <laughs> to have his brain to pick will be huge for them. Yeah, definitely. But next, we got a little uh, Hikaru Shida interview this this is really funny actually (laughs) she she says i'm not afraid of abaddon she's just a girl who does zombie cosplay i do i do cosplay sometimes i was like oh my god (laughs) she's fired she's shooting and then as she's saying that you hear like a pipe drop in the background 
and she's and she like freaks out like, oh 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 she's like oh wait sorry i, I didn't uh, i'm not scared of her sorry i didn't mean to do that can we do this again and marvin's like no this is live she's like oh well uh, yeah i'm Dude, not scared bye he missed it missed the perfect opportunity nope we're live pal <laughs> <laughs> he he, he could have done it. Oh, come on, Marvez. <laughs> Shut your ass, Marvez. Yeah, she is playing like has played this really well, though. The whole gimmick with they're doing with Abaddon, she's played it really well so far. Like the initial reaction she had to it and this this uh, interview here, I think she's playing this this really well. But oh boy, let's talk about it. <laughs> now we got the main event or actually before that we had a john moxley promo mm. where he was it's kind of just explaining how he was feeling going into the match and he's dropped a, a little bit of a pat patterson reference at pat patterson reference at the end he said uh people are here the stage is set now it's all all that's left is to make them go banana which apparently is a pat patterson yep. record reference so that's dope yeah that that was the his like French Canadian accent, he would not pronounce or not yeah. say the S's and certain things <laughs> like that. Make the crowd go banana, you know that type of stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, that was that was cool. I, I I didn't catch that at first, but then hearing about it, I was like, oh, that's, that's yeah, cool. yeah, it's cool. Definitely, I'm sure Respect. he definitely had a good relationship with Pat with all his years spent in the WWE. So yeah, definitely. But let's talk about it, man. The main event, John Moxley versus Kenny Omega for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship with John with uh Don Callis back on commentary. Let's hear it, bro. Let's hear it. I know I know you've been waiting for this match for I don't know how fucking long. <laughs> Man. First off, I want to say how smart it is that they they used Don Callis on commentary in the tournament, so this didn't look weird here. So it was just like, Oh yeah, he's on another big Kenny match. Makes sense. Which is Definitely. genius. John, Don Callis is a genius. This man, Cyrus the Virus, is back again and he's out here. The jackal. He the the invisible hand, he's out here finagling. He's moving the parts into play where he needs them. And man, before we get into the angle, let's just talk about this match. They beat the hell out of each other. <laughs> yes. Uh what what did you think of this match? I really liked it. Uh there were certain parts I wasn't the biggest fan of but it worked for this because like the the one thing i wasn't too big on was i think he <laughs> he fucking hit too many v triggers oh, I, I, you I, got to it's john moxley I, I mean you do the one winged angel and that's it you could do three v triggers tops come on hey. space them out but he, he had to kill him with them <laughs> the one thing that i didn't i didn't like the setup for it like if it it wouldn't happen the way it did was when he hits paradigm shift on on Kenny, then he gets out of the ring and grabs two chairs and puts him in the ring. Like, why didn't he just go for it, or why didn't he just pin him? You know what I mean? It's personal. He, he, I, I, the way I hit the paradigm. Is. That's what I'm saying. But when I hit the paradigm shift, why not just hit him with the regular suplex or something? Go get the chairs, and then normally I, I'm not a big fan of the I punch you, you punch me type of thing. I get it. It's just used too much. Yeah. But it works for this because Moxley's a brawler, and it's per like you said, it's personal and it's a gentleman's thing. He's not using him as a weapon. The gentleman's agreement. Sorry. Yeah, they had the gentleman's agreement. But man, this is a fucking great match. Like I know you, I know you loved it way more than the payoff for you was more than it was for me. I, I do it. I really did enjoy this. I, I like this more than uh, the full gear match. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Which and I love that match. But this match, they just beat the hell out of each other, man. Yes. Kenny brought back the Kreutz Wrath, which do you know how strong you got to be to do that? John Moxley, the thing where he, dude, he had to power this man through with that because like there's nothing John can do to help him there. You just (laughs) Kenny just got to pull him through, and he, your life, my life is in your hands, sir. (laughs) Exactly, man. He he. You could tell that how hard that was to do because, like, he popped him off, and I was like, "Oh my god, he's gonna cross wrath!" And he pulled, and he made it. He made it worse for himself too because he dropped him down lower than he normally does. So he had him like de- below his waist and just pulled him all the way back. It was so dope. <laughs> I love that movie. I don't. I think that's the first time he's done it in AEW. Yeah, as far as as long as I, as far as I can remember, yeah. But man, they there was so much here. John Moxley hit the uh, Tope Suicida directly into the V trigger, and he got. He like Kenny was throwing those V triggers and he was like, You gonna take these because Yeah, he's coming every, with them. Every like like you you always say when they show it in slow motion, that knows you know it connected. They showed yeah. every one of these V triggers in slow yes. motion because he was laying them in on this man. Big, big match Kenny is not gonna he's not pulling any punches. He's gonna take <laughs> you're gonna take yeah. these V triggers, you're gonna take all the punches. Four of them, right? Uh he did the one where he dove out of the ring into it, and then, yeah, the three before the finish, yeah. yeah. But oh man, even like the spot you talked about where they they did the set, the sit down and start throwing punches at each other. They were throwing, laying it in there too. John was there was one where John Moxley just punched his man directly in the throat, like he he hit him <laughs> so hard. My neck. <laughs> they there man, this was just stiff, and I loved it, man. But let's talk about the finish, so. <laughs> John Moxley grabs Kenny, throws him outside of the ring, and he hits a paradigm shift into the, one of the heaters on the outside. And uh, this apparently hurts Kenny, and all the refs around him like, "Oh, you gotta." They back Moxley up, and Don Kellis gets off commentary, comes over, check on him because Kenny's one of his. Uh, he's like basically family to him, so he comes over, checks on Kenny, and he goes back to over by the ring bell. And grabs a mic, and as Mox as he's doing that, Moxley th- throws Kenny back in the ring, and he's trying to just keep the match going. And, and Callis is like, "Oh, he's hurt! He's hurt! You have to stop the match! You have to stop the match!" And then Moxley punches Callis, and Callis <laughs> explodes into like a thousand rose petals. <laughs> I know, I saw that. I was like, "What the fuck was that? Where did it come from?" <laughs> but as he's getting hit, Callis throws the mic in the ring towards Kenny. That sneaky SOB. <laughs> he broke the gentleman's agreement. And Kenny takes this mic and hard ways Moxley. He hit him so hard with that mic. Yep. He said, don't. <laughs> he said something like this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you can hear that or not, but. And, and he he definitely laid it into him. And Moxley comes up bleeding. And that Kenny saw blood in the water. And he said, all right, good night, John. He hits him with a V-trigger. Throws him into the corner. Another V trigger. Every V trigger got hard. Like it was worse. Every time he threw a V trigger, he was hitting him harder with it because he like he was killing him with these V triggers. Yep. Three V triggers later, brings him up for the one wing angel. One, two, three, and as soon as the bell rings, Don Callis grabs the belt, grab picks up Kenny. And they skedaddle. They get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> they run through the through past the uh, dusty position. 
<laughs> Tony Constant there smiling like, oh, congrats, like trying to congr- congratulate <laughs> yeah. him. I did. I did like this. I did like this where they ran. They ran, ran it. through. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. So he he they run past Tony and he's like, oh, congrats. And then they run for this run past him. And then they run past some of the boys in the back. They're like, oh, what the hell are you doing? Blah, 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 blah. Just yelling at them. And they get to the back. And as they're approaching their car, they have waiting outside. Alex Marvez, the, the, the true journalist he is, he's come sprinting from behind them. Sprinting. He was like, he came full he sprint. Man. This like man that. was gassed. He said, he said Don, wh- wh- what are you doing? What's going on? And Don says, you can find out this Tuesday. And <laughs> Marvez is like, what? Dynamite's on Wednesdays. No, this Tuesday on Impact <laughs> Wrestling on Access TV. Oh my God. I I was jaw dropped when he said that. Dude. He said goodbye and good night. How cool is this? Like, yeah, this is this is nuts. This is this is what Impact needs, I feel like. This is because just... we we watch or you watch Impact. I've I'm I'm familiar with it. You know what I mean. But I feel like that's it's the bottom tier, and I'm not shitting on it. But it's bottom tier as far as wrestling shows, as far yeah. as people watching it. So I feel like this elevates. It does more for Impact than anything. I think. But there's... the matches that we can have from this, yeah. Oh my god, it writes <laughs> itself. It writes itself. And just the fact that. An executive from a wrestling company came to a different wrestling company and took their world champion, their brand new world champion, to the company that they run is insane. He broke <laughs> like, the gentleman's agreement. And the way the way they played this, the way that I took this was really cool, is that they showed Tony Khan just smiling and trying to congratulate Kenny. Is that he, he? Tony's just this nice guy who's really willing to do business with everybody. He's just this nice, naive guy who just got into the wrestling business. And Don Callis is this dude who's been around for years, twenty plus years, and is smart and conniving. So he took advantage of Tony's kindness to come into Tony's house yep. and take food off his plate, essentially. And I, I think that's just a perfect way to play this. Yeah. Do you think that we get an eventual like on-screen debut that's not uh, a dusty position, Tony Khan? No, I hope. I don't think so. I don't think he wants to, and he's been like pretty adamant that he's not going to. And I don't think he needs to. No, he, I don't think he needs to either. But I think this is great for the fact that guys that are on Impact that deserve to be on national TV get a chance, possibly. One hundred percent. That and. The Impact Women's Division. I've been saying this for months. Oh yeah, this is a, that's what AW really needs. Yep, that's the biggest thing they're lacking is a women's division, and this is going to help them out huge here. And this could be even be a, a way to tie into the New Japan deal because Impact has a working relationship with New Japan right now. This this is just crazy because AEW. If you think about it, they're working with AAA, Impact Wrestling, NWA. Like, when's the last time you see? a major wrestling company do something like that. This That's just good for the wrestling business in general. Yeah. The last thing I can remember was, I mean, ring of honor and new Japan have had a, a relationship for a little bit. Yeah. The little stint that ECW did in the early nineties with WWF. Yeah. Uh, 
But yeah, that's that's pretty much it as far as I can remember. Yeah, it's, this this angle's just huge for the wrestling business and just in general. And I'm very excited. Like we mentioned earlier, that we're both gonna be watching this week. Impact Wrestling this week is must see television. Yes, sir. Very excited to see what Kenny Omega and Don Callis have to say to explain their actions. Yeah, I'm sure we're, we're not the only ones. I'm sure it'll get a big, <clears throat> a oh, big yeah. viewing, big number. 100% will, which is which is awesome, man. It's just crazy. I <laughs> did not see that coming at all. I'll say that much. Yeah, me either. Absolutely. Like I, like I said, great episode of Dynamite here. Great match between Kenny and John and... Kenny Omega is now the AEW Heavyweight Champion. That's just That's crazy. Just feels right. Just feels yes, it right. Does. And the biggest title change since Mankind on TV. Maybe there's one before. Maybe there's one. I mean, I, I know there's one in between there. Um, but that was the last one that I remember, like, really being a big deal. Yeah, I could. I don't disagree. I, I can't think of one on TV that really had the magnitude that this one does. Like a world title change. Yeah. Maybe the NXT title changing, but it wasn't on TV. It wasn't even televised. I remember that changing hands. I think in a house show or something. Keith Lee won both the belts on Great American Bash, which was a TV thing. That's true. Okay. But That's true. Yep. Th- that doesn't. Ha- this is just a whole different ball game with the impact tie-in and Kenny Omega being the the biggest star. Yeah, waiting to cut like, more. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It means more, and I say that because the long storytelling and this was a big thing for me is what they did after the fact that Keith Lee yeah. won the titles. 100%. That really bugged me that he was like, "I'm just a nice guy. Here's the North American title." Like, yep. Nah, yeah. man. Come on. You could write something better for this guy. Absolutely. Huge deal. Yeah, 100% a huge deal. But now that we're talking about NXT, this weekend, NXT had their uh, TakeOver War Games. War Games. War Games. (laughs) And uh, instead of talking about this week's NXT show in general, we're just going to hop right into War Games, man. And it opened up hot with the uh, women's war game match, which I think was my favorite match of the show, personally. Really? I, I think this was I, I think this was the best match on the show. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm just as a banger for sure. I think it was the better of the two war games matches. I'll say that. I don't know if it was my favorite match on the okay. show, but it was definitely the better of the two. Yeah, that, that's without a doubt. And that's not taking anything away from the men's war games, which we'll talk about. But this mm-hmm. match was, they were, it was really creative. And then just everything in here was really fun. Uh, it ended up starting out with, before we get to the start of it, actually, Shati Blackheart has a new tank and it's like at least 60% bigger than the original one. <laughs> she, yeah. It doesn't she, look like she has to squeeze into it. Yeah. She, she got, she got the uh, upgraded artillery on it. <laughs> But it the the match opened up with uh, Ember Moon and Dakota Kai starting off, and Ember has not missed a step, man. I've I've said this the past few matches she's been in, but she looked really good here. Yeah, her promo work has been, eh. but like you said, hasn't missed a step wrestling wise in the ring. I think she's this is great for her to come back to NXT to give a little rub, give a little love to. 
these newer wrestlers and to show that she still got it after she got injured for a little bit. So, <laughs> and she definitely she goes back to the main card if, if, if that's what she does. Yeah, and she definitely does still have it because her and Dakota Kai have a really fun just back and forth to start the match. And then Ember starts taking advantage a little bit. And then Shati ends up coming in. So Team Shati has the advantage for a little bit. And Ember and Shati just take a tear apart basically Dakota Kai for a few the next few minutes until the equalizer comes in and that equalizer is another another than a Raquel Gonzalez who she just goes on a tear man <laughs> yeah she was the stand I mean EO and R- and Rhea already have have established their I don't know standings in the women's division but they definitely made Raquel look like a big deal in this match yeah 100% uh <laughs> The, I'm just gonna go through all the the spots that really stuck out to me here. Before we get to the next few entrants, they they, they did a, a doomsday, but instead of like the clothesline, they Shati did a missile drop kick, and then I thought that was dope. <laughs> yeah, I but, feel like Shati did all of the crazy spots in this match. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, Wait, did I say Shati or no? Io Shirai. Yeah, Io was do- going crazy. Uh, Fan, there was so much, <laughs> but before Yo gets in, which has the craziest spot, <laughs> um, she comes down and she's trying to get. She puts a ladder in, a few chairs, and they won't let her into the ring. Raquel keeps closing the door on her, keeps closing the door on her, keeps closing the door on her, and eventually, Candice LeRae, who was the last competitor, comes down and she has a face off with Io, and from behind, Indy Hartwell comes with the, her. Uh, Fist wrapped in a chain, lays EO out for a second. So Candace get it, get in, and then she uh chains up the door so EO can't get in. So <laughs> I love that Indy Hartwell has like a bedazzled uh, neck brace. Yeah, I love that. That rules. <laughs> but now Shanti or EO obviously can't get in through the front door, so she has to go over the top, right? That's right. So EO Shirai climbs to the top with a trash can. Puts the trash can over her head and does a crossbody. That's just a fun spot, man. I love that. That's crazy. I don't know, man. You, I, it blew me away because I'm like, oh my god, this could go so wrong so fast. Oh yeah. <laughs> and the fact that she jumped perfectly is like, it's nuts to me. I, he was I don't so know. good, man. She nailed it. It was great. I've never seen that. Have you? Uh. Sexy Eddie from CZW used to do a moonsault with with it. It was a cage of death where he did a moonsault with a trash can on his head off the cage of death into the ring. Holy <laughs> shit. Okay. Well, there you go. Crazy yeah. Eddie. Sexy Eddie. Oh, sexy Eddie. I'm thinking of Crazy Steve. Crazy Crazy Steve. Shout out to Crazy Steve. Shout, shout, to, crazy shout Steve. out to the menagerie. Yep. Shout out to trash cans. <laughs> Yeah, that, that spot was crazy. But and there's another crazy spot with the trash can that also involves EO. She's in the trash can. You know what I'm talking about, right? Dakota yes. Kai destroys her with a double stop off the top. Like, yes. dude, it was. <laughs> I love that she's selling it, but she can't get it off of her. Like, she's stuck in there. I don't think that was a sell job. I think that was a shoot. She couldn't get her out. I'm pretty oh, sure fuck. she just could. Because she oh, was like, fuck. she was pulling on that trash can. And she, and I, I think she got stuck. We need the jaws of life. She killed her with it, dude. It was. Like I was like, Jesus, that could have been <laughs> real bad. <laughs> but yeah, man, there's so much here. Uh, Ember Moon hit the eclipse onto two chairs under Dakota Kai. Ooh. 
Dakota Kai was the MVP of this match, in my opinion, because she was taking so much punishment and just I think I think Dakota Kai and EO were the MVPs, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. That spot on the chairs like that, my God. Disgusting. Like, she ain't getting back up from that. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. But yeah, there was so much. Uh Tony Storm hit a storm zero onto the trash cans on Ember Moon, which I thought was dope. And I think this is the spot where she, I don't know if you saw that Candice LeRae apparently might have broken her arm in this match. Oh, shit. So I think it was where uh, Shati hit the senton off the top of a ladder onto Candice with the, yep. and Candice had the uh, chair. I yes, yes. She yep. was. I haven't seen confirmation, but as of this morning, they were getting x-rays and they're thinking it's a broken arm. So that's oh, unfortunate. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, that's one where she like rolled out of the way, right? Or threw the chair up or something. Yeah, she she had the chair up on it. Like she grabbed the chair and put it up as Shotzi was coming down. And I think the impact of that might have hurt her because after that spot, she wasn't involved in the match anymore. Yeah. But <laughs> the finish comes where Raquel Gonzalez is kind of uh standing on the two the middle eight the middle turnbuckles of the two both sides of the ring because because obviously there's the two rings and EO tries to, to hit her with a uh, Hurricane Rana through yep. a ladder that is bridged between the two rings and it ain't gonna go down that way because Raquel Gonzalez powers her back up and hits her crazy one-arm powerbomb through, through the ladder that's and, even I think that might be the craziest spot I was just like that, oh my god yeah, she, like, she tossed her on it too was, <laughs> yikes and she gets the one, two, three, and that really surprised me that EO took the pin in this. Yeah, and it show. I mean, that keeps the storyline going and pushes Raquel to be in that spot to possibly take the belt next. Yeah, I I could see that. Uh, I don't know. I, I think it, they in reality, you only got two female wrestlers really in your top spot. You got EO Shirai and you got Rhea Ripley. Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, you got others obviously, but they're not top. They're not in that position, like those two. Yeah, they're not pushed so, like that. To get Raquel starting to, into that position, possibly, that's huge. So they need big stars like they got with EO and Rhea. Yeah, absolutely. So that'll be fun. I thought this match was great. I Like I said, this is my favorite match of the night, and I thought it was really fun. I but, agree. But next we got a, a Finn Balor promo video where he's basically just saying, in, enjoy the violence tonight but Wednesday night the cat is back and I'm in my hat and I'm just, I'm just kidding he didn't say that <laughs> say, did you say that <laughs> <laughs> he, he said the next this Wednesday the prince is back and it's all eyes on him again which we could just talk about this here there was another uh, little bit of a tease that somebody else is coming back this Wednesday maybe not this Wednesday but there's a tease Yep. There was a vulture and some clocks, and you heard TikTok. Carrying cross, killer cross, whatever you want to call him. He's coming back, apparently. You think they yep. just do you think they hot shot the belt back to carrying cross? I don't know. I mean, it depends on what they had planned for Finn before they didn't have it, but the thing is they didn't have anything planned for Finn. They only did Finn because he because of carrying losing the belt. No, I thought Finn was already in the, was he he was back in NXT by then. He was back, but he but Karen was a champ. But he only oh, had to yeah. drop it. Remember, he only had to drop it because he got hurt. Maybe at the next takeover. Which we could talk about that here too. It's not even takeover. It's a uh, there's 
New Year's Evil on uh, January 6th. I don't like that name. Name literally sucks because it's a week after New Year's Eve. You sound dumb. (laughs) (laughs) You're not giving 2021 off on a good start. Like they could have done it the week before and and it would have been more acceptable. But like New Year's Evil, it doesn't make sense because it has to to be on New Year's Eve if you're going to call it that. It's still better than Great Balls of Fire. That's true. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too bad. It just doesn't really make that much sense. <laughs> <laughs> it is corny though, for sure. But yeah, that's their next uh, on TV pay per view takeover type deal. So I'll only be okay with it if they get Metallica to do the theme song. New Year's Eve. Yes, I am. Either that or the Prince of Darkness comes. Evil. Oh fuck! No, they ain't getting him. You got a better chance to get Metallica. Yeah, Bullet Club Invasion of NXT. <laughs> Triple H just got beef with him. Speaking of November or January sixth, the the two days before that, we're gonna have to we're gonna that's gonna be a very oh those episodes that episode's gonna be beefy. Wrestle Kingdom, baby. The fourth and the fifth is Wrestle Kingdom. It's two nights again, and then the next day. Wait, that doesn't even make sense. Wrestle Kingdom is on a Tuesday and Monday this week this year, huh? Good God! I hope not. It is, yeah. I'm about to take. I'm, I'm taking those days off. I'm watching Wrestle Kingdom live. I don't care. Sorry, Pop Billy. <laughs> Go I'm hell. gonna have to wait till Thursday and Friday, there, bud. Yeah, man. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm watching them live. I could probably watch them at work on my break. Yeah. Or something. I'm. I'm setting an alarm as soon, right now to remind myself to to take those days off because I'm think. I just thought about it. I'm 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 watching Wrestle Kingdom live. This is a yeah, shoot brother. on podcast setting an alarm, so I make sure I, I request off to watch <laughs> Wrestle Kingdom because I just thought about it right now. Hell yeah, bro! That's dedication. <laughs> I'll die for this business. <laughs> it's still real to me, damn it. <laughs> but yeah, man, that's gonna be a busy week. But let's get back to this takeover, man. Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Champa. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this was my favorite match of the night. I love this match. They beat the entire hell out of each other. Yes, they did. And I didn't, I would never would have guessed this would have been my favorite match of the night, but it really was. They beat the fuck out of each other. Yeah. <laughs> it was stiff. He had a little blood. Dude, the little blood, Timothy Thatcher's ear exploded. It did explode. <laughs> And it was from a fucking knee to the head, I think. It was for sure. They showed it in slow motion. He, Champa said, all right, you want to hear? Guess not. Boom. Blow your ear drum out real quick. My God almighty. That probably had hurt. Ugh. Dude. Oh, bleeding for from sure. the ear. That just doesn't. What a visual with him in the head. He, put, he puts that. We'll get there, but he puts that in this, you know, the headlock. Like the bulldog neck, choke. And he's just. Bulldog choke. Yeah, yeah. He's just blood running down his head. I love it. Yeah, it was gross, man. Yeah, they beat the hell out of each other. There was just there's this type of match where there's not even a lot of spots that you can go over. It's just them beating the hell out of each other the whole time. <laughs> yeah, there was a, a lot of cool suplexes. Tampa hit a superplex at one point, and that was right before he hit the running knee that exploded, <laughs> exploded Thatcher's ear. Yeah, and I, I'd even I'm like, where did he get his ear busted? Then they showed the knee, and it didn't look like it was that. Like it looked like he hit him, but I yeah. never would have guessed it was from that. Yeah, his it was disgusting, but busted open. Yeah, like I said, there's not too much you can really 
analyze here, like break down besides the fact that they were just literally beating <laughs> each other the yeah. whole time. It wasn't like a thing where they were doing a bunch of moves. It was just them laying in and throwing punches and DDTs and suplexes a bunch. And I loved it. <laughs> I love the finish too, man. Dude, that DDT was disgusting. <laughs> what's, it, what's it called? Widow's Bell? Widow's Bell, yeah. She, oh my God. He set that up perfect. Pulled him in and just yeah. planted him. Like, he, gross. Him hard. And the stare down that they had after the match, which, of course, Tommaso Ciampa won because he hit Widow's Bell, and that's one, two, three, always. Yep. But the, they had a cool stare down when they were on the opposite sides of the ring. They just kind of stared and gave each other a little bit of respect. And I think... The Dusty Classic might be coming up soon. I I could see them doing Ooh. Champa and Thatcher as a tag team in the Dusty Classic, and that that's they're winning the classic if that happens because you, you ain't beating that team. <laughs> no, definitely not. And that would be perfect. I would love that actually. Yeah, I would actually. I think that's a really cool idea. Hit me up, Hunter. Put me on creative. <laughs> <laughs> Paul. Paul Levesque. <laughs> Terrorizing. <laughs> yeah, that was a fun match, man. And speaking of fun match, man, it's time to go to the moon. Cameron Grimes against Dexter Loomis in a strap match. This is a fun strap match, man. This is... I I don't know if I would have put this on a takeover because it was a really good match, but it kind of felt out of place in reference to other takeover matches, if that makes sense. Yes, and they've already done every fucking gimmick. Yeah. Uh, with these two, like, why not just let them have a match? Yeah, I they've agree. done every other gimmick possible. But this is fun. Uh, was there anything that really stuck out to you? Just that. Well, actually, what stood out to me was Loomis. Honestly, he looked and good I here. Think, uh, yeah, the and I feel like he always puts on for takeovers, like the big spots, like the big shows, whether it's. Halloween ha- uh, the Halloween Havoc one was fucking lame, but anytime that he is has to like perform in a big spot, he does and he kills it. I feel like the wrestler is better than the gimmick. One hundred one thousand percent, yeah. I mean, I'm talking ringmaster Steve Austin here. You know what I mean? <laughs> For those who know, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the match was fun. It was it was actually a good match. I think I think Cameron Grimes should have won. I I don't know. It depends on where they're. I think Cameron Grimes can lose, and he can be North American champion tomorrow. And I wouldn't bet it. I had him at it. Okay. Because I think he's that type of guy where he's just that cocky, just heel guy who he could get a, like a dastardly win and get over yeah. with it. I, I also think, hope that this ends as fucking rivalry as well. Yeah, I hope they move on to something else here. I don't. Dexter Lewis is such a weird character. I don't know how you, like who he feuds with next though yeah i don't either he, yeah like you said he's so weird and it's just a weird gimmick like keep if you want to keep the name you want to keep the serial killer or whatever the fuck kind of oj glove vibe you got going on here you could keep all that but just give him something else let him talk yeah. let him something i don't fucking know give him a mask usually guys that are like this they have a mask or they have i don't something. know yeah. something other than gloves and a stare death stare i definitely agree but Gr- grounds ends up tapping out to the uh 
what does he call that? The silence? I think some something silence. Yeah, dead silence. Dead silence. That sounds something. right. Something. Yeah, something silence. like that. Yeah, he ends up tapping out to that. And it was it, a, like, like I said, it was a fun match. Yeah, and I hate when they they like <laughs> they show Dexter Loomis and he has, just has that look, you know? Yeah, he's giving the stare, and the commentators are always like, "Oh God, look at that!" Like, it's just I don't know why that was a Vince impression. Sorry, but, <laughs> like. Oh, look at Dexter Loomis. Like, it's supposed to be something scary, and he's just staring. Yeah, he's just staring. That's like, it, it's there's nothing there yeah. to be threatening. You know, you get a mask with Kane, you have, and he's a giant. You got Bray Wyatt, where he would do the, the you know, the upside Spider down thing out of the thing. corner, the yeah. crab walk. That's yeah. something. Exactly. This is just a stare. It's, it's literally nothing. Yeah, I think they gotta refine the gimmick a little bit, but like like you said, he's good. In the, he's really good in the ring. Yeah, he has all the tools. They just gotta they gotta tighten up the hinges. I guess is a good way to say tighten it. it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of tight, man, this next match was I thought was really fun for the North American Championship Triple Threat: Leon Ruff, Johnny Gargano, and Damian Priest. They they put on a, a really good triple threat here. Yeah, this is my. Favorite showing of Leon Ruff thus far, for sure. Yeah, he they the whole story that they had here between him and uh, Priest, him trying to prove himself to Priest, and Priest not really taking him seriously. Yeah, it was a cool way to play it. And then Johnny just kind of taking advantage of the whole situation. Yeah, I, I it was like dope. that because Johnny's more his size, so Johnny's easier to sell. Yeah, for you know, sell his stuff for a Priest. He didn't sell anything. Yeah, man, <laughs> dude, the the, the Razor's Edge. <laughs> This man gave Leon Ruff through the barricade. It was crazy. You think it was supposed to happen where that girl fell and she knocked over the other side? I, I couldn't tell. I, I couldn't either because she was like, oh, God, what have I done? <laughs> it looked like she it was not supposed to happen like that. Definitely not. Like, was, But why is it set up so flimsy, you know? Yeah, exactly. She's just like, oh, my God. She did the job and she did. She bumped into the fucking thing, too. <laughs> Dude, what the hell was that twisting, dude, like the 180 twisting springboard cutter stunner thing that Leon Ruff did later in the match? I don't know. That it should be his fucking so finisher, sick. honestly. <laughs> it was so sick. Like, if that's not your finisher, bro, like, don't even do it. Because that's it just looks too good not to be a finisher. I, I was like, I was mind blown. I was like, what yeah. What did he just do? And they, they didn't show a replay of it. I was so pissed. I wanted to see it again. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they didn't. That's crazy that it wouldn't even be like a. They treated it like a DDT almost. Yeah, because he literally like I don't understand how he did it because he like he turned in the midair, but then he was spinning while he was vertical, but then he ended up horizontal for like this cutter. Mm. Literally doesn't make any sense. Like, like he paused time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't make any sense to me. It was crazy. <laughs> he like you said he looked really good here, man. But <laughs> later in the match, as Priest has control. Seven of the ghost faces, like six or seven of them, hit the ring. They distract, they distract Damian Priest, and he ends up getting the, the best of them. Does a few dives onto them, and as he gets back in the ring, another ghost face gets in the ring with a lead pipe, hits Priest, <laughs> and then uh, indecapitates him. Johnny hits the uh, was the one final beat is what he calls it. Yeah. On uh, Leon Ruff, the the uh, draping DDT for the win. So Johnny Gargano's now a three-time North American champion. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, as they're going up the ramp, the ghost face with the pipe reveals himself to be Austin Theory. Yep. 
I called it. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. He said it was me. It was me, Austin, all along. It was it was me. <laughs> uh, uh, I didn't quit all along. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was. Uh, it's I don't know. Like I knew it was coming, but that's just kind of like an under uh, uh, underwhelming reveal. You know, you know, like yeah, this is something they should have. I feel like they should just reserved for uh for NXT on Wednesday. Either that or just like a, a reveal should be somebody that people are really going to care about, and I don't think anybody really cares about Austin Theory at this point. Yeah, he's no, good, hundred percent. He's good in the ring, but he doesn't really have any character right now. He's just right a guy. It's, it's just like <laughs> yeah, he's just a guy. Yeah. Like he just got there almost. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, like he was on Raw for a little bit and then he got knocked back down to NXT. Then he said he quit because he kept losing. Then he came now back. He's back. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's pretty weird. But I guess we'll see where they go with it. I guess he's gonna follow the Johnny Gargano way and maybe that'll get him some wins. Yeah. Hopefully. Something. But let's move on to this main event, man. The men's war games match, the undisputed era, boom, against the new kings, Team McAfee, whatever you want to call them. This match was really fun. <laughs> it was really oh, fun. yeah, it was great. Yeah. Uh, dude, MVPs of this match, Kyle O'Reilly and Pete Dunn. Oh, yeah. 100%. I, I, I could have just seen that. Now, granted, we shit on McAfee before. We gave him some props these past couple weeks. He shined. Pat McAfee rules, man. Pat, I'll match. say it here. Pat did McAfee you see this, rules. Did you see him clips of him from his show? If he had the neck brace on, he's a pro. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I love that. I fucking love that. That's he's, great. He's selling it, man. He's selling it. I, I, God, the dude can just talk shit, man. Yeah, he can. <laughs> he is just a shit talker. It's so crazy that he was a kicker or a, a punter. punter. Yeah, a punter. It's so nuts. It's so random. And he's so good on the mic. Yeah, it's insane. What, what punter do you know just has this like asshole attitude? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so out of left. He field. must be a big fan. He must be a wrestling fan from like. Oh way yeah, back. He, he he for sure is. There's no way okay. he wasn't. But that he, makes sense. He just rules, man. He, this match, he looked really good in. Like, I, he is he the best non wrestler to come in and become a wrestler in the past in like. Name, name name one off the top of your head that has done better. Kurt mm, Angle really is the only one that I can think of. I, but well, I mean, he's a he was a wrestler, wrestler. Yeah, I'm thinking like somebody who's like a who was a major celebrity before wrestling and comes in. Yeah, I can't think of anybody. I can't, I can't think of one that was done better than Pat McAfee. I don't know, Mr. T. <laughs> yeah, I pity the fool. <laughs> who do you think i'm trying to think of it oh you know I what can't Honestly, think of random the fucking misfits in wcw oh uh, was it the dark carnival was it the dark Car- no 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 the, the, the vampire yeah but that was icp wasn't it oh not that well, who are they called they, they had a faction name with Vampiro. they did have a faction name but uh, those dudes could like they could keep up yeah you know they were in shape enough to keep up. Yeah, that's true. And, uh, but uh, nothing like this. Nothing like this. There are no Pat McAfee, but no, absolutely. Shout out to Shout out to Vampiro, bro. Oh yeah, Vampiro's a legend. But 
McAfee's the full package. You know, you can he, talk, he can talk, do some crazy days. shit. I guess. Yeah, yeah man. I, uh, we'll we'll get we'll get to it. We'll get to Pat McAfee more in the end. But this is crazy, man. Uh, <laughs> it starts off like I said with Pete Dunn and Kyle O'Reilly. They start beating the hell out of each other, and Only Lurkin comes in, and they start uh, teaming up on old Kyle. <laughs> and <laughs> I thought this was really funny. After Bobby Bobby Fish comes in next, but Danny Burst comes, and he <laughs> comes and grabs the cricket bats. Yeah, it's they started going crazy with the cricket bats. I thought that was really funny. What's always saying? And uh, Kyle ends up putting the uh, knee bar on Danny Burch, and he ends up tapping out, which I thought that was a cool touch because the match can't finish that early because yeah. because not all the participants are in. I thought that was a cool touch because that's kind of a stipulation that's not touched on too much. Mm. Yeah, that is cool. I didn't even realize that. I thought it was just like I don't know for some reason I thought he had to pin him. I don't know why I didn't. No, it's just catch that. All competitors have to be in before a uh, fall can be decided. Well, goddamn! I need to read the read the damn rules. Yeah, pick up the rule book, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, when when uh, it was only only Lorcan and Pete Dunn, and I think it was just Kyle O'Reilly in there. Yeah. Dude, when Pete Pete Dunn had Kyle O'Reilly in like this. Uh, surfboard. Oh, and he started position. chopping him. And Oni Lorcan is just chopping the fuck out of him. God damn. <laughs> I love that. I'm like, ooh, man. And is it just me? Or for some reason, Oni Lorcan looked like a twig. And then all of a sudden, overnight, he's just fucking built. Shout the Biff, man. This man rules. He's out he's, here he's, shredded right he's now. In, yeah. He's <laughs> he doing that shredded. Pete Dunn fucking workout, whatever that is. Yeah, he's out here shredded, dude. He looked really good in this match, too. Am I, imagine, am I remembering that wrong? No, I I think you're right. I think over pandemic he just started. I'm gonna get shredded, and he did. Right. Yeah. <laughs> man, it was there was so much in this match, man. But I think it's just right to get get to the point where everybody's in, and <laughs> yeah. So everybody gets in the ring, and as McAfee gets in, he's he's bringing in tables. They're all labeled with the names of the undisputed era members, and <laughs> they they all get in. They start laying down on the whole undisputed era and McAfee's just kind of sitting on the top watching his team do the work. And then Adam Cole is the last person to enter the match. And he comes to the ring, goes in the goes in the ring and acts like he's getting a weapon. All of Team McAfee surrounds him, grabs the fire extinguisher, blasts them all with it, grabs the chair, starts laying it in on him, <laughs> which I thought was awesome. So he takes out all of the new kings and he has a stare down with Pat McAfee, starts to go with towards him. But of course he gets uh cut off by peter dune <laughs> <laughs> the bruiser white the bruiser white and they start going at it and man there was there's just so much so many spots here uh the the bitter end onto the chair was one of the most disgusting things it looked like it had to hurt so bad yeah that was nuts man fucking a the uh the the table bump the pat McAfee took he took it straight to his head only it looked like <laughs> <laughs> That was nuts. That's why he's wearing a neck brace. Yeah, right. Uh, man, uh, Strong goes through a table with uh, both. I think it's Dunn and Danny Birch. Mm. There's dude, so so many. All the tables get broken. Uh, <laughs> at one point, Adam Cole try he tries to hit the Panama Sunrise on the to Pat McAfee, but he gets attacked from behind. 
I and love then, this. And then Pat McAfee hits a super kick of Adam Cole, then goes to the Panama Sunrise. And I was like, there's no way. <laughs> right. He goes off the top, gets super kicked. Adam Cole hits the Panama Sunrise. And then at that point, that's where the bitter end on the chair happens because Pete Dunn jumps him there. Uh, and after that, they all start brawling, all start brawling. And as you're, as you're, you're sitting there and you see everybody's fighting besides Pat McAfee. And I was like, oh, I told you this man's about to go off the top of his cell. And he looks up. You look up the camera pans <laughs> up. And this man, Pat McAfee's up there. He does a swan time and eats shit. Nobody yes. caught this man at all. No, he they let him so fall. Hard. They're like, you got to do this job, buddy. Welcome to the business, bud. <laughs> yeah, I was like, dude, he's not that big. I feel like he's the smallest of the whole thing. Yeah, he landed hard on <laughs> why didn't they catch him i don't know but it looked like it hurt <laughs> it for sure hurt yeah man they all <laughs> after that the undisputed air his taste control the spot where they had all of all of his all of the new kings against the cage and the ropes and they just start one by one going at him was nuts yeah. so it, it was like one would do a forearm one would do like a, a flying knee one would do like a, a European uppercut, and then Adam Cole would come with a super kick, and they would go one like by nice one sampler. by one. It was insane. <laughs> <laughs> and the finish comes, dude. This finish was so sick. This whole sequence, they they said, "Only Lorgan, you about to go to hell, brother." <laughs> <laughs> they killed this man. He gets hit with the total elimination with a chair on his face. My God, total elimination. And not only that, after he gets his face blasted in with the chair, they put the chair over his face again, and Kyle O'Reilly goes up to the top, hits a knee drop onto the chair on his face. It, did we'll you make see, sure he's dead. Did you see his face when they pulled that chair away? No. He was leaking. I, mean, I remember, yeah, I do remember him bleeding, but I don't remember like where the top of his eyebrow like was just completely cut and his mouth was bleeding. They oh my just, God. Dude. He, they, they, I'm pretty oh, sure yeah, it was he was, but yeah, I do remember the mouth. Yeah, I think it was that total elimination because they, who I think it was Bobby Fish goes low and then no, Bobby goes high and Kyle goes low, right? That's correct. Yep, Bobby said, or vice about, versa, either way, re- regardless, whatever it is, they said you're about to, about to eat this chair, and it he he did, <laughs> yes, he did. And Kyle O'Reilly got the pin here, which I think is huge because I've been saying they need to push Kyle O'Reilly as a singles guy, and I think they're going that direction. Yeah, I want to see him and Pete Dunn just have a match, match, no ladder, no that shit. Give me a uh, sixty-minute Iron Man match with those two. Ooh, that'd be so good. You gonna get another broken jaw? Like. Oh, for sure. Kyle O'Reilly does not play games. <laughs> no, I feel he, like Pete Dunn doesn't either. Yeah, one hundred percent. That I feel that would like be Pete Dunn is the better opponent than Finn Balor. For Kyle, yeah. I could I could say that, yeah, I definitely, man, that would be so good. Iron Man match between those two, or just give give them time, like give give them forty five minutes and let them go to work. <laughs> I say I say, fuck all that and give Pete Dunn the damn belt. Hey, I want as give give it to Kyle first. Give it to yeah. Kyle first, please. Yeah, and, and then they can go at it for the belt. No, the baby, give it to Pete Dunn because the baby face has got to chase. That's true. That's true. You're right. You're right. You're right. Even better. Even then better. he gets the big hoorah at the end. Or yeah, that's true. Yeah, Kyle O'Reilly's the guy though. That that's the guy. Yeah. Now I'm glad that they're they're going to in the direction where he's it's still undisputed era, but they're highlighting him as the the main guy now. Yeah. 
Adam Cole is still the leader, but I think Kyle O'Reilly soon is going to be the guy of Undisputed Era, which is dope. Yeah. So that was uh, NXT TakeOver War Games. And speaking of NXT, we're talking about NXT UK last week, and we mentioned a guy named A-Kid who won the uh, Heritage Cup. Yep. And I said last week that we were going to do an A-Kid match for the match of the week, and that we did. So we ho- we're hopping in the time machine, going back to only last year, which, Oops, which seems like – which is not that far, but it seems like 15 years ago at this point. Yeah, we're going back to <laughs> warn everybody about coronavirus. Yeah, right. <laughs> if only we're going back to PWG Battle of Los Angeles, night one, 2019, the opening match A Kid, El Nino, and Animo against Lucky Kid. Battle of the Kids. I, I recommended this match because we were talking about how much I like A-Kid and you're saying that you hadn't seen too much of him. Yep. And well, after seeing this match, what do you think? Man, this was like a Wal- This was like a match with Walter without Walter. Yeah. <laughs> That's a perfect way to describe it. And you were calling it, you know, uh, before the match would get into it, you're like setting it up. You know, it started off normal and then it just went up a whole step. And these guys started working real stiff. Yeah, you had the cho- you had fucking chops, lots of chops, stomps to the head. Yeah, literally just this not, kid not, does, not a curb stomp. It's just like a no. a jumping street fight. You're gonna destroy this man's head forever. Stomp. <laughs> and a kid throws a super kick where he like literally leaves the ground and kind of like drop kicks with one leg. It's, but it's the more craziest of a super thing kick. I ever it's seen. Fucking nuts. Yeah. He, there's no way of taking that nicely. Yeah, you're taking it right to your jaw, and you can say sorry later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, man, this was a, this is a great match for sure. Yeah, I, I definitely wanted to make sure I showed you this because it was one well, the first time I saw. It, I was like, oh my god, they beat the hell out of each other. A lucky kid ends up having like a but like a black That's eye right. and like a giant boot mark on his forehead. And- a boot mark, bro. <laughs> Fuck. It was nuts, man. It was. Were crazy and it was very technical, but also very very stiff. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's the perfect description right there. Yeah, technical but stiff. But uh, a not boring. Yeah, not at all. It, and a kid ended up picking up the win with the cross arm breaker. But as he's doing the cross arm breaker, he's chopping him at Ooh. the same time. It's almost like he tapped out to the chops, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> which is which is dope. I definitely wanted to make sure we touched on that and watch this match because I I've been. Big up an A kid, and I think this is a match that everybody should go check out. It's on a uh, high spots wrestling network that has nine ninety nine in the biz. <laughs> and it, uh, just go to PWG, the category PWG, and uh, first night of B- Battle of Los Angeles twenty nineteen. Check this match out. There's another, a few other matches on there that are really good. So I'm not gonna spoil anything. Just check the whole show out. <laughs> Brody King wrestles a caveman. Yeah, caveman Ugg from Australia. Australia. <laughs> Put another shrimp on the barbie. No, I'm sorry, that's <laughs> racist. Hey, shout out to shout out to uh, what's his name, Steve Irwin. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Shout out Steve Irwin, man. What a guy. R.I.P. Seemed like the nicest guy there ever was, and got stabbed by a damn stingray. Stingray, yeah, stingray's got shoot heat with me still for because of that. Oh, for sure. Like when you could go to the shed aquarium and pet him in the little tank. Always poke him extra hard for Steve Irwin. <laughs> I'm gonna just start hitting them V triggers on him. <laughs> this is for Steve Irwin. Good night. 
and goodbye. Bang. <laughs> Bang, yeah. I'll um, hold him up with his little flippy flappy. <laughs> Just kidding, bro. Hey, man. I've never hurt an animal. Yeah, n- never, never. <laughs> Big animal guys on this podcast. Big animal guys over here. But I did see Eat the McRib this weekend. <laughs> Yo, McGrib's are fire. I don't know what you're talking about. I'll eat a you want to know right something? Now. You want to know a secret? What? Never had a McRib. You better eat one by the time this podcast <laughs> drops. You better... <laughs> You're going to do the job to the McRib. Now, here's why. Okay. Because I feel like they only do the McRib certain times of the, like, they only do it a limited time because there's extra, just nat- there's some extra poison in there that you can't have all year. Hey, man, <laughs> I'll take all the poison I can get. That's succulent. <laughs> No, no, you're supposed to say, I'll take them. I'll take all the poison. I'm hardcore. <laughs> I'll take it all. I'm hardcore. <laughs> I don't know about all that, but well, hell. <laughs> Bring in the McRibs, brother. Uh, McRibs are sick. Man, every time the McRib comes back, they'll get me. What's it taste like? Just bar- like a barbecue sandwich? Like a barbecue pork sandwich with some uh, pickles on there, some onions, and fire. Okay. Yeah. There you go. I recommend. Go to your local McDonald's, get a McRib. Demand it. I'm going to eat Ronald McDonald to cut me a check for all this McRib promotion we'd be doing on here. Yeah, bro. We're about to give Ronald McDonald total elimination. Fuck him. Oh, that'd be sick. That was one of my favorite finishers ever. Tag finishers. That movie oh, God. Yeah. Dude, they I used always, to that kill was like people with the, it, too. Yes, dude. And seeing that as uh, always in the ECW promos yeah. was just Gold, Joel Gertner and the neck brace just fucking eating. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Love that. Shout out to the Eliminators, man. Yep. Yeah, man. Kronos, rest in peace, I think. Yes. Rest in peace, Kronos. And, and shout out to Perry Saturn, man. Shout out to Perry Saturn. Last time I checked, he was a loan shark or something crazy. Debt collector. I don't know. Hey, shout out to Perry Saturn. Shout out to Moppy. Shout out to them all. What is he? What was his catchphrase with Moppy? You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Stupid. Back when CTE was a gimmick, like what the? Yeah, fuck? right now it's too serious of a game. It's a gimmick now, actually. That's a uh, Matthew Justice and Joshua Bishop. That's their tag team. They're oh yeah, tag- but they're CTE proof, right? No, they're, they're tag- their tag team name is uh something. Oh, I forget what it is, but it's it's like a, it's an acronym that leads up that ends up being CTE. Oh God! <laughs> hey, shout out to Matthew Justice, man. Yes, sir. SGC, baby, all day. But you got anything else for the people before we get out of here? No, you'll get you'll just. I guess the McRib. I got to try it. Hey, you better get your McRibs at your local McDonald's and tell them <laughs> that the Go Home Show sent you. They're not gonna know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Don't tell him. Uh, Cactus, Cactus Jack, Cactus sent, Jack you. sent you. Go home. Show sent you. Bang bang. Have a nice day. <laughs> Have a nice day. You're welcome. Well, where no, can tell they? Tell Moppy sent you. Yeah, so tell them Moppy sent you. <laughs> where can where can they find the uh, the pictures of you eating your McRib? Oh, you can find pictures of me slapping that McRib on my face with the barbecue sauce all over me. At XNABX219 and on Twitter with all the McRib goodness at <laughs> XTony. What about you? You can find me and all my McRib endeavors <laughs> at Twitter and Instagram 
at Burning Hammered. And then you can find my band, Karma, with a special shout-out video from New Jack. The, the homie New Jack's been going crazy. He's, Fuck yeah, dude. You got the picture in the Karma shirt, which is, man, Karma Karma shirt on New Jack. My, my face on New Jack is one of the most insane things I've ever seen it's in my so life. Crazy, man. <laughs> you can so find nice. us on Twitter, on Instagram, at Karma, K-H-A-R-M-A-M-W-H-C. And you can find the Go Home Show on Twitter at the Go Home Pod and on Instagram at Go Home Pod and on Facebook.com backslash the Go Home Show. And you can shoot us an email because we are going to be doing the uh, year end reward segment or not segment, a full show uh, year end rewards at some point. I'm going to think of a name for them besides the Go Home Awards. Maybe, maybe that might be the name. I don't know. We'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah. But shoot us an email at the Go Home Show Pod. And let us know who you think should be the wrestler of the year, match of the year, all that. And just to make sure we're not forgetting anybody when me and Nick are talking about who each other's picks are. Yeah, definitely. And send us your uh, your food, your fast food reviews as well. Yeah, let us know what you think about the McGrib. <laughs> but if, if you're saying it's bad, don't even, don't even bother. Oh, fuck. I'll read that one. <laughs> Tell your story walking. <laughs> This is a pro McRib podcast, baby. <laughs> but yeah, man, that's that's all we got for this week. Uh, we'll be back next week with a, a very heavy episode, I'm sure, because everything's going to be out here. Impact's going to be going crazy with Kenny Omega appearance. So very, very interested to see what happens there. Yep, Sting talks Wednesday night. Sting talks Wednesday, yeah. So it'll be the talk of the town. It'll be it'll be a fun week next week, of course. So with that being said, hope everybody's being safe out there wearing a mask, social distancing, keeping everybody safe. But with that being said, Black Lives Matter for Jordan and Nick. It's time to go home.